one half cups sliced strawberries or raspberries, one and one half cups diced cantaloupe, one and one half cups diced pineapple, one and one half cups diced honeydew melon, one cup blueberries, one cup pepped grapes, three quarters CJSW 90.9 FM Radio Magic. Broadcasting fruit salad from Calgary, Alberta on Treaty 7 land. Microwave until your salad starts exploding. Or not. Have a nice day. FM, CJSW.com. Into the mood of Stampede here in Calgary. And that usually means it's concert calendar time. Talking about Terminus Festival. Time for Sled Island. Right here at the Calgary Folk Music Festival. Uh, Calgary Blues Fest. Over at Studio Bell. Check her out. Locked. CJSW 90.9 FM. You are listening to The Circuit, a weekly program dedicated to the events and festivals that were set to happen in and around our vibrant community. It's a celebration of the past and things to come for Calgary's music scene. Thank you to the Rosé Foundation and Calgary Arts Development for the support on this special initiative. CJSW 90.9 FM, you're tuned into The Circuit. It is Thursday, August 27th, and my name is Liam, typically host with Jess, and right now we're chilling. Today is going to be an episode about Calgary Pride. So if you've been following The Circuit throughout the summer, you'll know that uh, each week we take this program and we highlight a festival in and around the Calgary area that uh, kind of would have taken place or I guess is taking place in a different fashion this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, if you've been following along we've covered everything from Slam Fest last week with Bump all the way back to Sled Island where we kicked it off and Folk Fest everything in between Frog Fest you know um, there's lots of stuff happening in this vibrant city and one of the most important ones each year is Calgary Pride so we decided that uh, what a better way to end our little run here on the circuit than to highlight Calgary Pride which will be taking place virtually this year from August 28th that will be tomorrow until September 6th that's the typical week and the timing just ended up lining up and working out and here we are so Jess my co-host she sat down with Teresa Maley and she had a, a nice long deep dive topic about gay history and the history of gay pride in Calgary it's called Our History Matters and you're going to hear that later in the show we'll fade into it but I figured a good way to honor uh, Calgary Pride artists in this city will be to be playing their music. So all the music you're going to hear on the show today is from artists of the LGBTQ plus community. We've got lots of good ones, and I'm not really going to waste a ton of time chatting about it. Let's just get to it instead. So this is Miss White. It's called Thank Pink Flamingo. Listening to CJSW 90.9 FM. To highlight festivals and celebrations of art in and around the Calgary area during a summer of new normals. Wake up and leave the 
To be the robber, keep it cool on steady and head straight to the harbor. Reset the mileage and wipe down that muffler. You gotta be ready, don't let them spot your colors. No cursing, no swear, say it's not okay. This road is not fair, but that crime will pay. Don't get caught by the neighborhood watchers. Eyes on the block, they gon' try to stop you. Nothing's worth more than that. Keep coming, go. Never forget to pray. Pray to my God and my mom. Cause 
girls, they're both the same. I pray for my homies. I pray for the girls, I feel lonely. I pray for you, for me, for everything that's ever come my way. You know at night I pray. You know at night I pray for you. You know I pray for you. You know I pray for you. It sucks to be
CJSW 90.9 FM, you are tuned into The Circuit, live from 11 to 12 every Thursday. Going back in that little run of uh, music set we did, that last one is Rhea made. that's a single, it's called Bend, and then before that, in the middle of the set, we sandwiched some Duendita with her track Pray off of 2018's Direct Line to My Creator, she's out of New York City, and then we kicked things off from the top of the show with Mrs. White, that track is called Pink Flamingo, it's off her 2019 release, Marina. Uh, I'm now joined by Jess. She's back. I made it. Yeah, I didn't think it. I would be on today's show just because I wasn't sure how exhausted I was going to be from my trip. But, you know, I can't stay away from CGSW. You can't get rid of me. That's why I came back. All right. So you went to the island. Why don't you tell us like a little bit? Give us like 30 <laughs> oh, seconds. Oh, okay. The weather was beautiful. It was a long drive. I got off my phone for a solid 12 hours, which is probably the longest time I've ever been off my phone. Perfect. Probably in 25 years of my life. I probably came out of the womb with a cell phone in my hand. Honesty. Yes. So, yeah, overall, great trip. A little weird during a pandemic. Yeah. What was your... Did you go to Victoria? I went to Victoria. um, Stayed in Kamloops at the halfway point because I'm not a trooper to do the the full 12 hours. Halfway, yeah. Yep. Um, And it was great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I love the island, too. It's to get away the end of August, too, right before things maybe start getting a little crazy and a little hectic. I needed it. Yeah, Yeah. things are going to start speeding up real quick. So I needed some time to do absolutely nothing on a beautiful island. I got what I wanted. So win-win. Perfect. We're glad you could make it back, too. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be our kind of final installment of the circuit. It's been a really fun summer. Definitely flew by. It was just like, wow, we're getting ready for Sled Island. And now it's like, oh, okay, we're wrapping up with Pride. It's just like two months. Yeah. Gone. Gone. But uh, it's a good way to end it because Calgary Pride is so important to the city, to the, the people, the Calgarians, you know, who who uh, have gone through lots. It's you know, not the easiest thing mm-hmm. being someone of the LGBTQ plus community in Calgary um, all the time. It's not uh, a walk in the park some days. Um, and I think part of um, easing that is acknowledging that. And uh, that's kind of why I picked the track Pink Flamingo to start. It was a bit of a <laughs> bit of an homage to what we talked about last week on Bump and how there's still some residual, you know, evil. Mm-hmm. And trying to step by step, word by word, break that down and um, 
kind of start from the ground up. And this year, I mean, it's a little bit different because it's completely virtual. So it's going to be a lot of um, tuning in as it has been for all of the programs we kind of highlighted. And there's some history with being gay and having pride in Calgary. And you sat down with Teresa from Our History Matters. Yes, and this is going to be like a little bit, this episode in general, it's just a little bit of a teaser for next week. Um, a lot of the members here at CJSW put a fabulous uh, hour-long program together that's going to dive more in depth, um, speaking with community members and the queer community um, about Calgary Pride history. Yes. Uh, but I did talk with Teresa, um, who's from the Calgary Pride uh, Gay History Project, and they're working with uh, Calgary Pride in general. They're kind of doing like a collaboration, putting on some programming. It's kicked off August 14th, but it's going to go to September 4th. Just 10 different programs that are hosted online um, that share a range of stories. I'll let Teresa speak more to it than myself because uh, she explains it fabulously. Um, but it's some programming that you can still catch. It's still going on, and um, you'll you'll get to hear a little bit of taste of the history, but more in depth next week. If that makes sense. All right, so we're going to get into that. We'll just kind of break it out, down with the song first, and just to kind of remind you, every single track that we've played so far are uh, artists of the LGBTQ plus community, and many of them are ones that are slated to headline and co-headline on Pride Day, which is going to be September sixth. And if you go to uh, calgarypride.ca, you'll be able to find out all the different details of when you can catch their live streams, when those artists will be playing. All their set times are organized really well, and you can check that out, like I mentioned, on calgarypride.ca. But uh, we'll get into the interview with Teresa. First, we're going to get to some Chiesa. This is her track, Hideaway. You've definitely heard this one before. It's a banger, nonetheless. It is a banger. You're listening to CSW 90.9 FM. You're Breathing, baby, I love the way that there's something so baby, don't stop me. Hide away with me some more. 
Calgary Gay History Project as a researcher and writer. I'm also a historian and community advocate. And the communities that I really like to focus on in my work are, of course, the LGBTQ+, um, Métis, as well as even uh, newcomers. So, yeah, I'm kind of lucky I get to work with everybody. Absolutely. And uh, Calgary Gay History Project is working in collaboration with Calgary Pride uh, for this event called Our History Matters. Can you talk a little bit about the work that the Gay History Project does? The Gay History Project started in 2012 really as a chance to talk a little bit about Canadian history as well as Calgary's history, specifically about groups that are really rarely discussed in the normal historical record or in media in a historical way, and that's LGBTQ plus people in Calgary. And the project started with the mandate of making it uh, history acceptable and accessible to all so that everybody is able to touch that type of history, to learn it, to access it without any boundaries. So that's been our mandate pretty much from day one, which involves a lot of outreaches, a lot of speaking to diverse communities, and continuing to engage in learning, kind of learning series like we're doing for Calgary Pride. And then how did this partnership with Calgary Pride came to be? What was the inspiration behind it? Kevin Allen and I, he's the lead researcher, and really Calgary Gay History Project is completely his fault um, while we're all doing this. He was a fellow that stood alone on the project for the first round, and then we all slowly started to join him. We reached out to Calgary Pride because they were looking for partners to develop topics for their learning series. So we had worked with them before, and we continue to partner with them um, just because they're an amazing voice in the community for the last 30 years. So we approached them with these programs with the specific point of making sure that they were very inclusive and intersectional of all backgrounds and people. All the 10 programs that we're looking at have to have 
that type of lens of looking at not just one aspect of the queer community in Calgary, but all aspects. So uh, Black Albertans uh, and how they were predominantly affected by the AIDS epidemic in Canada and um, doing outreaches for Indigenous people who were maybe underrepresented um, in their queerness over history. So that was very much the emphasis when we approached Calgary Pride. Um, and when I was creating the programming, and they were absolutely delighted with the idea because that fits within their mandate of education and learning as well. What are some of the programming and events that you have planned for this project? Well, we definitely chalked a ton up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a little that we really made sure that we have a program for every taste or interest. Some of the programs that we've offered are about film, so the history of lesbians across Canada from the 50s and 60s. We have talked about making sure that we included AIDS in Canada and Calgary. Another program is called Queers and Music. It's more local history, oral history from local musicians and asking them about not just about the history of Calgary, but their own history and how that affects their queerness their music and their performance. Another really good one that we're very, very excited about is talking about the Pride Origins. We're going to be talking to a few of those early members 30 years ago that came together, and they're going to be speaking about their experiences in creating Calgary Pride. And then our final, out of all the 10 programs, we're launching something called History is a Drag. It is three drag performers reinterpreting moments in history that they have a personal connection to. It's going to be fun, exciting, somewhat informative, because it'll teach you a little bit more about Calgary's history, but it's very much a reimagining in their own way. Because a lot of the time with our history across Canada, we continue to have this dialogue that is not inclusive enough of all the diverse, amazing communities. We're getting there, but there's a lot of work to be done. And only seeing it through the colonialist lens of a European sort of approach to history still, very within the, you know, colonization or what effects were being enacted on uh, marginalized, vulnerable uh, minorities, all types of individuals in Canada, which can include newcomers and queer people. So history is a drag is a kind of an affront to that and saying, no, I'm going to view history through a queer lens. And my queer lens happens to be fantastic with sparkles and a really great song and <laughs> some fiercely <laughs> lip syncing. So, you know, it'll be a really interesting way to reimagine history. Oh, that sounds amazing. Like just looking through the programming, it really seems like there's something for everybody. And I also want to ask about some of the considerations or differences in planning for this event compared to events that you've done in the past pre-pandemic, because Calgary Gay History Project is very involved in the community and you've you know, hosted things in the past. How have things had to be kind of adapted or changed? And what has that been like? One challenge that has been amazing is going online and having an even bigger audience that we're reaching who is not members of the queer community. 
We are reaching people who are allies. We're reaching people who are advocates for the community. We're also reaching a lot of people that never heard of us, the Queer um, Gay History Project, but also have very limited contact with this community. And suddenly we are being able to open the door and say to everybody, hey, this is our history in Calgary. This is our history in Alberta. You're invited to come and learn about it. This is not just this group history and you can't talk about it or learn about it. Quite the opposite. So that's been very exciting. One challenge that is going to continue to tax us, but also other associations across Calgary and the world, when you're doing this type of advocacy, when you're doing this kind of program work in the community, how do we include our elders' voices when those elders are usually not technologically literate to be doing things on their own? They have struggles that need to be addressed. And so in the future, we are really going to be more attentive to that and not just assume, and we didn't necessarily always assume, but we didn't fully understand the challenges and outcomes that may have when you've been asking an elder of any type of community, please, can you join us online? That means it's going to take a little longer. We're going to have to have other types of conversations, and maybe the elder comes over and hangs out with you. We had Lois who is in her 80s now, and she is an activist in our community still. She is amazing. She's so sharp, smart, amazing woman. But, you know, her computer's dead at home. She had to come over to my place, and we did it together, the Forbidden Love, the Unashamed Stories of Lesbian Lives last Friday or Thursday, which was great, but we didn't really plan for those moments. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to we really need to reimagine how are we reaching people with technology and their accessibility to that technology. Totally. And that's something that I like as talking with other festival organizers. They've loved that level of accessibility and reaching a further audience. But of course, with that always comes barriers. So that's always something um, to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love also how you're all focusing, like, I guess a lot of the programming is heavily focused on film, as you mentioned. And I watched an amazing documentary before our interview a couple days ago um, on Netflix called Disclosure. And for listeners that haven't seen it, isn't it a great one? It's so oh. good. If you have not seen Disclosure, <laughs> I don't care what background you're from. I don't care what your interest level is. Amazing story. You need to watch it. Absolutely. And for those who haven't seen it, it talks a lot about trans visibility and misrepresentation in the media, even the lack of representation altogether. Um, And while I feel like it was really well done, it's just a taste of the bigger picture that is the topic of queer visibility. And a lot of the work that Calgary Gay History Project touches on is that. So what is the importance and impact of queer visibility and what does that mean exactly? How are you translating that through your programming? Because I definitely think you are. I definitely think we are too because that should, and I, I get some flack for this, it should be the default position. It should be the minimal thing that you do is that you include lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, people who identify as queer, and then plus, two-spirit, intersex or non-binary people, whatever they prefer, asexual, those voices need to be represented properly, not necessarily by me, 
but by themselves and need to be discussed in the community and said, hey, we do have a history. Thank you very much. We have been here and will continue to be here. This is not a new thing that's been invented, that there are transgender people in our community. And that is why it is so vitally important that we continue to do this work in all communities everywhere across Canada and say, hang on a minute. While we are sympathetic to people who are saying, well, I didn't know this before and this sounds very new to me, let's go back and talk a little bit more about the history of trans people in Canada. What was their situation like? You know, we're very lucky. Some people are still with us um, who had a lot of challenges and downright terrifying things that happened to them in the 50s, 60s, and 70s in Canada. Can we have those discussions? Can we talk a little bit more about it? if they are comfortable in talking about it. So I think that is what the hope is that we can continue to do for Calgary's gay history, but add to the national conversation. It can't be isolated. These things are not isolated events. What happens to a trans person in 1970s may be very indicative of what happened to an Indigenous straight person in the 1970s, which, by the way, was forced sterilization. So we have to start thinking about, oh, wait a minute, we do cross the streams in our stories. They are indicative of a time period that we need to be very careful to not go back to and be very aware as, and when I say we, I mean myself included, about how we are talking about trans people. Are we actually talking to the community and letting them have a voice at the table versus someone like me who is not trans telling their story? How do we enable and facilitate those conversations while people like me basically shut up and listen (laughs) and learn? So I'm hoping that will be a continued focus as much as we can over the next coming years of these projects that we've got planned. Definitely. And because the programming kind of dives into the history, as you mentioned, what kind of things, in your opinion, have changed in the queer and LGBTQ plus community the most compared to the early days of Calgary Pride? I guess kind of like what are the issues that are kind of affecting the community right now? Many issues are affecting the community right now. And one of them is the inclusiveness of bi people. So bisexual people continue to be very much underrepresented in all narratives. And that was a challenge in the community from day one. The other challenge I've noticed in recent years, but it's being addressed pretty well now at the beginnings of it from a historical point of view, is the more inclusivity of all different types of voices and stories at the table. When Calgary Pride originally started, it was very indicative 30 years ago of a cohort of extremely, really amazing human beings that were there to push the envelope. And a lot of those early people, and no fault to them, it was quite it's society at the time, were very much keeping everybody still at a distance from each other. In, 19, in the early 1990s, people were really still not encouraged to mix. You know, Chinese people, uh, you know, uh, Chinese Calgarians kind of stay in their area. You know, Indo-Canadians stay in theirs. And people didn't mix as much as they do now because I am a a native Calgarian. I do remember this. Uh, At school I did. But when I went out and saw people 
represented in the communities, it was very segregated still. Now, 30 years later, we're all coming together at the table with equity and equality also being on the table as a form of discussion. So that is where Calgary over the last 30 years has changed. I'm not a person who is uh, involved with Calgary Pride other than, you know, doing this historical work. They have continued to, from their history, day one, try to find out how to be as inclusive as possible, not just jumping on some sort of, well, this is what we do now, this is what we're told to do. Very much, no, this is the work that we need to undertake. Youth, elders, everybody needs to be a part of Calgary Pride. The other interesting part is, is it's a little darker. Calgary is actually reverting. It's not a trend. It's a small spike of anti-queer rhetoric across Canada. We've had some recent attacks here on people in Calgary who are simply just going about their business and living their lives and unfortunately being the target of being spit on, racist threats, anti-queer threats, homophobia. And we have to remember that. And it's great that we're celebrating 30 years of Calgary Pride. It's great that we're having all these programs. We still need to remember it wasn't too long ago there was a huge spike in Calgary specifically with very anti-homophobic rhetoric in the 90s especially in their, the mid-90s, a lot of negativity towards queer people, uh, a lot of bigotry, uh, a lot of racism. And we're still dealing with it today. From a personal point of view, yeah, it's gotten better than when I was a kid, you know, first out in the community in the, the mid-90s. There's still some valid concerns. Um, no, I'm not scared about, quote-unquote, getting queer bashed anymore when I go to an event, but I am nervous about the fact that it seems to be some people are still emboldened to degradate a certain community, regardless of background of gender, race, sexual orientation, gender orientation, and that always makes me personally confused. We've hold this ground quite a lot. This is not new. These people have always existed. People of all backgrounds have always existed in Calgary. So I don't understand, honestly, the confusion or fear or worry from certain individuals comes from. I'm not too sure. Where is this from? So I would invite anybody who is kind of thinking to themselves, yeah, it's time. I need to maybe start questioning some of my past beliefs about queer people or ideas or narratives about the history um, of Calgary as itself, I invite people to come to any of our talks that we have online or at all. It's great. You know, it would be fantastic if we could have as many people as possible who just want to learn and learn without bias. So I'm hoping that things will slowly get better about it again. Good and bad things in the last 30 years. Definitely. And where can people support and learn more information, as you mentioned, not only about the work that you do, this um, project that's going on in Calgary, um, as well as the Calgary Gay History Project? Uh, What are those elite learning resources that people can turn to? So some great learning resources you can find through calgarypride.ca. They have online panels and workshops all the time that they're always offering. 
They're fantastic, not just about our programming. It's on there as well, but uh, they have an LGBTQ 101 course that I strongly recommend people attend. It's absolutely brilliant. Calgary Queer Arts is also heavily involved in a lot of the programming and learning series that are going on. They're always a fantastic resource. You can Google them as well. Calgary Queer Arts. I think the ongoing consideration is that People remember, you know, they can reach out to any of these organizations. As well, we have a beautiful blog, calgarygayhistory.com. We have a wonderful blog that Kevin and I contribute to all the time that people can uh, learn a little bit more. So hopefully we'll see people out um, in the next little while. Yes, definitely. I think people should. There are so many things planned, um, and I'm excited to take part in the programming for sure. I mean, that, that's the great thing about it being virtual. You can really do it from anywhere, from the comfort of your own home and take part in this kind of like online community where you learn something from it. It's so rewarding in a sense. So I'm really excited for it. And I really appreciate you giving me such like a well-round perspective in these 22 minutes. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for giving us a show and and talking and being able to discuss this. It's just wonderful that a lot of people are very interested in it who maybe have never thought about these issues before. So it's fantastic. And I'm hoping that people are feeling empowered and hopeful about attending.
CJSW 90.9 FM. That last track you heard was called I Can Do What I Want To. It's a single off of the latest from the Command Sisters who are actually slated to play this uh, upcoming Pride Day, September 6th. And go to the website, as I mentioned before, for all the details of the set times. All the artists we've played on today's show, uh, which is The Circuit, by the way, are going to be playing Calgary Pride virtually. And you can check out their streaming platforms. It's going to be on their website, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, even LinkedIn. All simultaneous casts of different sets of Calgary artists. And you can actually follow the tag. It's going to be our pride. And that will kind of organize all the different content that they're going to be putting out because there's going to be a lot of it. Yeah, they have a lot of music. Uh, they have a lot of learning series to like find yes. out a range of information. If you want to gain some knowledge, hit that one up. And I think September 6th, Demos Ellis is going to be performing yes. on the live stream. I love Demos. So many great artists that are worth checking out, local and Canadian. And um, yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, so one of the things you mentioned was like a learning series. So there's these different workshops. And a lot of the festivals we've been highlighting all have included some type of workshop. And whether that's technical workshops... Um, or not, to open up discussions further to maybe lend some information to people who don't know a lot about what it's like being a part of these communities, maybe some of the stigmas that shouldn't be attached to the community, just kind of working it out in dialogue is so huge. And that's something yeah. that, that that memo, that you know mantra gets pushed forward through these workshops. And I think that's like amazing totally i think that's so cool and i think i never really thought about that until actually like right this moment what you just mentioned because like even speaking with Teresa um for our history matters it's like a lot of these festivals maybe not so much pride but a lot of the festivals throughout the summer season are about like the entertainment and like community coming together but now it's like okay let's like take some time to pause reflect and use this time to grow and challenge ourselves and like discover more oh, definitely. even if it's on an online world you're opening up the accessibility to a range of people to like have access to this information which i think is a really cool thing a positive and a negative yeah and i mean um teresa mentioned this is going on 30 years of calgary pride and you can still witness the evolution and something like a pandemic kind of forces people to you know take some recourse and, and if that includes maybe putting information online to make it more accessible like mm -hmm. these online platforms have been existing for years and years and years um but to the importance of them has just skyrocketed and it's now becoming paramount essentially that um people go through and they get these clicks and there's over 100 different learning series so the resources are going to be available um, in a broad scope uh, throughout the whole week. As you mentioned, that starts tomorrow, and it goes all the way till September 6th. And you can follow the different content under the hashtag RPride. There's going to be community partners events, daily DJ, and drag hour entertainment. So all leading up to that Pride Day, which is the last one, um, there's going to be 11 hours of content on that day. So there's not going to be any shortage of content. And... You know where to find it. That's calgarypride.ca. And they have, like I mentioned, they'll be streaming simultaneously on their, their own live streaming page, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Twitch. So there's no excuse not to find some avenue to be a part of that movement. But um, we only have 10 minutes left in the program, but a couple songs left, and then we're going to clear way for the Good Medicine Show. So I think now's a good time to maybe sign off. Yeah, and say goodbye. And yeah. just another final reminder, next week, September 3rd, Thursday, same time, same slot, 
You can hear more about Calgary Pride history, speaking with community partners. It's going to be a really good segment. So please check that one out next Thursday. You're on CJSW. Yeah, 90.9 FM, CJSW.com Worldwide. Uh, It's been a really fun summer. Hang with you guys every Thursday. We had a lot of fun talking to so many different people. So I guess this is one big umbrella. Thank you to all the people that participated in any of the interviews, the phone interviews that we scheduled, um, helped us out with technical content, provided us with uh, streaming content. Uh, and permissions all along the way to, to kind of pave the way for our show's, you know, success and the content we were able to put out. So just a big thank you to everyone involved. It's been a really fun time. And thank you, Liam, for all your hard work. Yeah, too. you as well. Yeah. <laughs> little pat on the back. There's some hours. Yeah, I guess it's okay to thank yourselves every <laughs> now okay. and then. And we had a little some bit of fun. self-love. It's not too difficult when you have fun doing it. And mm-hmm. it's something that's been two months of it. So thank you to you as well jess and uh, like she mentioned stay tuned next thursday for more pride content it'll be right in the thick of things but uh, this is bye for now you're listening to cjsw 90.9 fm should have known your history no you're gonna do this to me all i want to do is move it up Damn, the boys are all the same Switch boys like you switch lanes And you don't know how to give brains I hate the sex in your flex lane Don't pay tax, but you still claim My friends, they try to warn me But I'm stuck up and I'm desperate I'll admit that you played me But I'm wide awake and I'm over it Why you gotta stoop so low like this uh, Abusing my Feelings like this uh, Why you guys do so Like this uh, Abusing my Feelings like this uh, Why you guys do so Like this uh, Abusing my Feelings like
you for tuning into the circuit. It's been our pleasure and honor to highlight the festivals and celebrations of art in and around the Calgary area during a summer of new normals. As always, you can catch the podcasted episode of today's program anytime on cjsw.com. This podcast has been funded through the generous support of Calgary Arts Development and the Rosé Foundation as part of their Alberta Online Programming Grant.